Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, girl. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Like, the holidays are here. Um, I don't know. I just feel, I feel good. How do you feel? You know, I feel good. I feel like the older I get, I feel like holidays, the holidays feel a little um, different and they're not as cold, I guess, like, this may sound corny, but it's magical. But I think with 2020 being so... 2020. I guess like, <laughs> yes, being so heavy. Um, I feel like the holidays are feeling a little different this year, but I will say I am doing my best to just kind of be in the holiday mood. So if you know me, you know that I am on Hallmark Central watching all of these Christmas movies and on Lifetime. And even though I know how they're going to end, it just makes me happy because I am a huge romantic. I love love stories. I absolutely love them so I am living um but really just doing that spending time with my family um you know getting y'all's gifts oh yeah Erica you need to have your gift request in by Friday um oh girl I forgot you know (laughs) and you know really just honestly I am really trying to make the most out of this because we will never get this back so I am making a conscious effort you know to be present to you know make sure that not necessarily that I just give my friends good gifts but I'm present and that I let them know how much they mean to me how much I love them how much I appreciate them and just really being vocal about the people that have showed up for me this year so um, I will say that I am starting to get in the mood I am watching how the Grinch stole Christmas tomorrow getting all my Grinch attire and I'm really just trying to make the most of the hot of the holiday season with my hot chocolate yeah, and I feel like that's all we can do because I think that, well, for me personally, like the holidays just came around so quickly, I feel like, and or maybe it's just because I haven't been focused on it. And I think that I need to change my perspective <laughs> um, because sure. 2020 has been 2020 and I've just not been focused on like the things that um, that do bring me joy, like the holidays and spending it with my family because at the end of the day, I'm still blessed. I still have my family. I still can celebrate with them, you know, things like that. So, yeah, of course, holiday movies are, are always a must. In my family, we usually watch um, Christmas Vacation, like, every year. Um, yeah. A very popular Christmas movie. Um, and also, I, I am excited to, like, put up my decorations and just get into the, the spirit and get into the spirit of giving. Because I think that yeah. we got to get our minds off of ourselves and what's not going right with how this year has been going and just do something nice maybe for someone else or someone in your family and yeah I'm just I'm just looking forward to it that's all I can say same me too and I'm really excited to like see if y'all like y'all's gifts so well I'll get to you by Friday (laughs) Yes, because after that you get what you get and Erica knows I mean it well, I ain't mad at it because you give good gifts, so I ain't worried about it. Um, but so let's move into our first segment of the show, which is our dating and relationship segment. So this one is a little deep. Um, 
sorry for hitting y'all so heavy so early, but oh well. Uh, so Shelby, when dating, we it's so important to communicate and ask your partner uncomfortable and tough questions. So how do you do this without being pushy or coming off aggressive? Is there any question that's off limits when trying to figure out if someone is for you? So a couple examples would be, when was the last time you got tested? Why did your last relationship end? Where do you see yourself? There are These are my standards and boundaries. Will you be able to respect them? Things like that. So what do you think, Shelby? Um, I don't really... I don't know. Okay, so I don't think for the most part that any question is off limits if you really, really know. Like if it's like if it's pertaining to like your health, your body, your well being, you all's relationship, I don't think that there really is any question off off limits for the most part. I think it all comes in. I think like the aggressive and the pushy. I really think it all comes off. I think it all depends on your tone. You know, it depends on how you ask it. Like if you're having a conversation, I ask you, oh, you know, like if like if your partner, y'all are trying to get intimate or, you know, you all are laying down boundaries. You know, I think it's OK to ask your partner. When was the last time you got tested? Do you get tested regularly? You see how I said that in a calm tone instead of when was the last time you got tested and you got your hand on his face and now it's aggressive. <laughs> like, I think it all depends in the approach and how you ask it. But I also think that if you're going to ask tough and uncomfortable questions, like make sure that you want to be with this person. Like, I don't think like questions like this are like first date appropriate questions. Mm-mm. I think like First, second date appropriate questions. I'm trying to figure out, are you crazy? Are you psycho? Do I like you? Will we continue this? I feel like once you get past those first few dates and you both are on the same page, like, okay, I like you. We can make this work. I think then you can start having those tough conversations because let's take the first question we asked. For example, when was the last time you got tested? Let's be real. If you get with most men, right? They're going to want to be intimate. So it's a valid question to ask them, when was the last time you got tested? Can we go get tested together? Those are valid questions. I think if people get offended when you ask questions like that, I don't think that's the person that you need to be with because they're not safe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're not safe and they're probably not healthy. Um, But I do think it's important to have these tougher conversations. And I think a lot of people... um, are afraid to ask men these questions Mm -hmm. and I think they are afraid to bring them up because I think a lot of times they try to spin it you know and make it seem like you're crazy are you doing a mud are you doing a lot like there's nothing wrong with being safe there's nothing wrong with asking questions but I do think it's all in the tone and the point that you are in your relationship so I will say if you have gotten past the first few dates and y'all are on the same page about being together I don't think there's anything wrong with asking tough and uncomfortable questions because I would rather ask a tough and uncomfortable question than be stuck with something that you can't get rid of that's facts um I agree with you it's all in the approach and how you ask it 
it's all of how you say something, not necessarily what you say. And so um, for me, I've always uh, desired a relationship or a dating relationship where no matter how uncomfortable something is, like I should be able to come to you and you should be able to come to me about it. But if somebody gets defensive right off the bat, then that's a red flag in my opinion. Um, I think for me personally, I remember going out on a date with someone who had a child and I um, asked him the tough questions off the bat. I was just kind of like, you know, what's the story? Like what, uh, what happened? Things like that. Because to me, that's important. And that'll tell me like, okay, that kind of sets the tone for, for me like where to where could I possibly stand in this scenario? So it's like um, you just kind of have to use your discernment on what questions to ask up front. Not saying on the actual first date, but like up front as far as the beginning versus holding on to something and asking it later. Um, but right. I think that for me, I would want somebody to come up and ask me, you know, questions because I feel like that that would make me feel like oh, they actually really want to get to know me and actually really want to um they're actually really serious about the connection not just you know oh what's your favorite color what you like to eat like (laughs) that don't tell me nothing so um I think we just have to get a little deeper with the questions that we ask and there's nothing wrong with that I remember I was thrown off one time this was probably last year um this guy came up to me he was like um he asked me, what did he, how did he ask it? He was just like, are you single, single, or are you single, but you got someone you're dealing with, or are you single, but you are, <laughs> you know, asking that. And I was just like, wow, I've actually never had a guy ask me that. And then he goes to say, are you, um, what are you looking for? Are you looking uh, for a marriage? Or are you looking to be single, but single with a bay, or just going on va- vacations? Like, what do you want? Do you believe in Jesus? Like, asking me all the straight up questions and it just had that was me, a lie it had me like oh wait hold up wait he really asking me like the things that matter when you're trying to date somebody so I didn't have a problem with it because I'm an honest person I don't have anything that I need to be hiding from from him so right. it's just like I appreciated that I mean that wasn't like the first encounter but like it was I appreciated that he got a little deeper with his questions rather than just asking surface level things that at the end of the day don't matter when you're trying to really build something with somebody. Right. And I guess for me, I find that when men tend to ask deeper, um, more intricate questions, I find that they are, they tend to be more interested, more serious, or they're really trying to gauge where you fit on the spectrum of if I can fuck with you or not. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense like but I think kind of like you I would rather you ask me those types of questions than to ask me what my favorite color is we can figure that out on, vaca- on vacation but do you want to be in a relationship mm-hmm. are you here to waste my time mm-hmm. like those are the things that I want to know and I think that especially you know with wanting more and you know eventually you know wanting to settle down I think it's very important that we have these tough conversations and we ask these tough questions instead of trying to rush it and walk down the aisle and be with this person and you don't even know him. You don't even know her. I think so many times we forget to ask the tough questions and we forget that. And we forget to have the, not that we forget or we don't want to have the tough conversations because we're scared that we're going to see that that person isn't for us. But I think that people forget that we have the tough conversations 
and we ask the tough questions to see if we can work together to come to a resolution sometimes, you know, I think we forget that we ask these questions and we have these conversations to see where people's minds at are at, to see, you know, what they want out of life, to kind of see where they at are on the spectrum of wanting to be in a relationship and not wanting to be in a relationship. We ask these questions to see, you know, okay, is this something that I'm going to be able to deal with? Is this something I'm going to be able to work through? Is this something I'm going to be able to resolve? And I think when you have those conversations, I think when you're open to hearing what the other person has to say and you're open to being honest, like we got to add that in there. Like you got to stop saying what you think other people want to hear. You got to say what you want to say. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather say what I want to say and you don't like it and you can't deal with it than to lie with myself and be miserable and resent you because I didn't have a person. Like, you have to be honest and say what you want to say and then let that other person say what they need to say. So you can see that if you two are compatible and if you can work together, because I think when you have those tough conversations, you then open yourself to more conversations and more sub conversations and questions and getting to know each other. And I think that if you, if two people can be honest with each other, they can set themselves up for a life of wealth and happiness. But if two people sit there and lie to one another, or if one person sits there and lie, you really just mess up y'all's flow and your potential for happiness. Because I guarantee you, you're going to resent that person because that other person that was honest already told you what it was. They already told you what they was going to do, what they weren't going to do, what it was, what it was. And you sat up and said, okay, that's cute. That's fun. He going to change his mind when I put it on him. No, he not. (laughs) He just told you. So I said that to say, you got to be honest with yourself and you have to allow the other person to be honest. And don't ever be scared to ask anybody something. It's always in the tone and it's always in the way that you ask it. Because I would rather ask and know that you full of shit than to wait around and guess for it. Well, but think, that's me. I think we get stuck on like the infatuation of a person. Like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. He worked here. He got this. He dropped this. He lived here. He he established here. Like, we get caught up in that kind of thing because I remember talking to some of my friends that may have like met a new dude and I'm like oh, okay well what do you like about him and they just name all this surface level stuff and I'm like oh what have y'all talked about and it just be like surface level stuff that you really don't know this man you know what I mean so it's like we gotta go deeper with what we talk about and I'm not saying it's got to be a serious conversation but when you actually can connect with somebody that's what I mean by like going deeper and then if it gets to the point where you're asking those tough or uncomfortable questions well you know don't just be the only one asking those questions I feel like he needs to be asking you as well because that'll show like his level of interest in you um and so I just, for me personally, I'm not, um, I'm not afraid to ask the, the uncomfortable questions. I just try to be mindful of when to ask the uncomfortable questions. Yes. And that's um, another key. Because I don't want to just be, oh, she just asking me all these crazy questions. No, I think it should be conversational. I don't think you need to come up to him with these four questions that we just rambled off. Like, okay, well, nice to meet you. So when last time you got tested? Like, that's not how it goes. <laughs> like... If we're right. not even talking about being intimate, then that don't even need to be something that you bring up first. So um, I think all in all, just it's how you say it, how you present the question. But I think that you definitely should ask the tough questions. I agree. 
All right. So let's keep it moving to our next segment, which is the journey. This is where Shelby and I will talk about something that we've learned, um, the good, the bad, the ugly of building our own brand, all things melanin. So Shelby, let's talk about how to create your own table or your brand from scratch. What are actionable steps to take? What are some do's and don'ts? Yeah, so I think when you are trying to create your own table or build your own brand, I think you really just have to first and foremost create something that's true and authentic to you and that's an extension of yourself. I think that's the most important part about building I guess creating your own table and then I also think that obviously if you're creating your own table then at some point you're going to want to create and build this table to invite other people to sit at the table with you as well right so I think that if you're doing it for that or you know trying to put other people on or trying to help other people I think you have to think how can I serve people like how can I allow them to to um um, benefit from this like what can other people get out of it because I think at the end of the day when you're creating your own table it's really to invite other people or it's really to invite other people um, to your table to help you build to uplift them to motivate them and different things like that so I think it first and foremost comes back to how can you help someone else be better how can you serve how can you serve them how can you solve their problem and I think actionable steps are you know first and foremost writing out a plan like writing out a plan of what your table is going to look like what is it going to include who is it going to serve and you know when you're going to launch it when you're going to execute it how are you going to get this in front of people I think the biggest do is to just jump and do it and stay true to yourself I think the biggest don't or not to do is to be fake and phony and not be genuine what about you friend what do you think I agree with all of that I also think um, when you were talking about actionable steps is writing down your goals and your plans. I think one thing that worked for us is not only did we write down the goals or the plans, we also put a date to the plan or the goal. So that way you have something yeah. to actually strive to because we could write down, oh, our goal is to have a podcast. But if we don't have a date to when we plan to launch that podcast, then it really doesn't become real. And or we really don't have like that that goal set. So I think that that would be an actionable item is just write down the date. For that and those dates can change of course but you just want to have like a, a a goal to work towards um and so I would say don't I do like your advice saying don't you know be fake or anything but also don't feel like you got to keep up with the Joneses so yeah if you're launching your own podcast don't feel like you got to keep up with what everybody else is doing on their podcast what you are doing by creating your own table is unique to you so you built the brand from scratch, so you know how you want it to go. So I would say um, just stay true to who your brand is, who you are, um, and somebody is going to love that. And so I think that those would be my main two things in addition to what you said, of course. Yeah. So let's uh, keep it moving to our mentor moment. This is where Shelby and I will read a listener letter and then we'll give our advice on it. So it reads, hello, Erica and Shelby, I need your advice. As the 
holidays are upon us, I have so many memories popping up from years ago. So many memories of my ex-best friend and I. We fell out with one another a few years ago. We have been really good friends over 10 years, but after we graduated high school, then college, and got corporate jobs, we grew apart. We ended up having a huge unnecessary fallout that was all over social media and we never talked about. I've been thinking about reaching out to her to hash things out and let bygones be bygones. Do you think this is a good idea or a bad idea? And what would be your suggestion on how to go about this? So, here's the thing. (laughs) This could go either way. I mean, it could be good, it could be bad, like, because you don't really know what, I guess, mind frame or mindset the other person's in. But this is what I say. I think that if it's really, really weighing on your heart and you feel some type of way and you want to reach out to this person, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. However, what I will say is, like, you need to be prepared for every single scenario. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you have to be prepared for that. You have to be prepared for if this person doesn't reply. You have to be prepared for if this person, you know, is nasty to you or is mean to you or wants to rehash all these things and you wants to be this mean person. You have to be prepared for that. So I think that if you are prepared for any and every type of outcome, then I think that you should do it I think if you're doing it for the right reasons like you really just want to let it go like I feel like if you talk to this person like I think you should talk to this person to get it off your chest not necessarily with the intent to be best friends again or to let this person into your life um because if this person like had your business all over social media like that's not cool and they never hashed it out that ain't cool So I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I just think you have to prepare for every single scenario. I think that if you're going to do it, what I would do is I would send this person a quick note. Hey, such and such. Just wanted to see if, you know, we could hash out X, Y, and Z. If they reply, great. Set it up. And if you do meet this person, I would suggest since we're in a pandemic virtually. So if they get, so if they piss you off, you can just hang up. I know that shot, but I'm just saying you ain't got to waste no gas. You ain't got to waste no money. You just get on FaceTime <laughs> or the phone. Um, but I would just do it that way. And then I just think you have to be prepared for whatever way it goes. But I think at the end of the day, if you do something with good intentions and people don't receive it well, you're only responsible for your good intentions. You're not responsible for how they receive it. I think that's great advice. Um, for me... Well, I don't know the the details of the situation, obviously, but for me, I would not (laughs) reach out. I'm not saying that it's a bad idea to reach out to this person. I think that you just have to be aware of opening that wound again. And I think so. a lot of the times we just want to reach back out or hash things out because we feel like we want closure from something, but we don't always need closure for something. Um, and right. so obviously with the huge fallout, they still, we, you never know if they're still in their feelings about it or what. So like Shelby said, you just have to be prepared on what that scenario could end up being. And then what do you think the end result would be by reaching out? Just letting bygones be bygones? Or are you going to be, um, you know, hash things out and be close again? And it's like, um, we've addressed this before by just saying people usually don't really change. Now I understand like, okay, life is too short. You don't want to hold any grudges, but I'm not saying 
hold a grudge, but I'm just saying just always remember why you fell out in the first place and then decide, okay, do you want to have that kind of weight on you again? Um, and so I think all in all, just just be mindful that you would be opening up a scab or, or a wound um, that hasn't healed yet if neither one of you have talked about um, what went wrong. And um, I think it's good advice that Shelby said, like obviously meet on Zoom or something <laughs> or FaceTime or whatever to talk about it. But um, you just got to be prepared on what the outcome is going to be um, for that. So, I mean, it's a tough situation, but for me, I'm just really big on not opening old wounds and not um, letting certain energies back into my life. And, it, and it's sad, but it's like, yeah, 10 years was a lot of invested time. But um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to go back there. So that would be my advice if that made any sense to any of y'all. So <laughs> if any of you guys have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on IG at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So we'll leave you with words of encouragement, which comes from Exodus 14, 14. So it reads, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Y'all, let me tell you something. This has this like really, really, really hit home because I feel like a lot of times I'm sure that we all fight battles that we don't ever tell anybody about. We fight battles with ourselves. We fight battles with our family. We fight battles with our friends. We fight battles with our jobs. We fight so many battles and sometimes we feel like we have to deal with things on our own or by ourselves or we feel, and I know sometimes that I felt that I've had to go to war about some things by myself and that I could only handle it by myself or that I had to figure it out by myself. But this Bible verse reminds me that like I don't have to do anything by myself I don't have to fight by myself all that I have to do is literally give it to God stay calm and let him do the work because one thing that I think a lot of people forget when you believe in God when you have faith in God when you have a mustard seed of faith God don't play about you Mm -hmm. period like God does not play about his children. And I think a lot of times we get in these situations and we get like, I think a lot of times we put ourselves in situations and we fight battles that we don't have to fight because we don't allow God to get the glory. Like we don't go to him in prayer. We don't release our anxiety, our worry, our fears to him. We don't go to him and humble our hells and say, humble ourselves and say, God, I need you to fight this battle for me. God, I need you to handle this person for me. Instead, we do it ourselves and it doesn't end up like we want it to. But one thing that I can tell you from personal experience that God has handled up on some people better than I ever could. God has made my enemy my footstool. God has literally removed people, things, places, companies, jobs, friends, family members, material things from my life that I was battling with and that I was fighting with when I literally went to him and said, God, I can't do it no more. I need you to do it. And I think you also need to be aware that when you go to God and you ask him to fight your battle for you, it may not, he may not fight it how you want him to fight it. He may not deal with it how you wanted to deal with it, but I want you to know that you can't be consumed by how God fights your battle. You just have to be consumed in that he took care of it and took it off your plate. 
And I said all that to say that we have to really get back. And I'm talking to myself, really. We have to really get back to letting God fight our battles so we can free up our time to do what God has called us to do. Right. And I think if we can do that, we would be in a really better place. And I think for me, just allowing God to fight my battles, because sometimes I come to God and I ain't got nothing to say but God. You're going to have to read my mind, literally. And God already know, and he take it off me, and he fight my battles. And I think when you allow, when you give your burdens to God, your worries, your anxiety, when you just lay it all out before him, for me, I just feel so free. I just feel so light. I just feel so good because it's an amazing feeling to know that whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're fighting with, whatever you are battling, that you don't have to do it by yourself. Literally, that's what God is here for. He is here to take care of us. He is here to lead us, to shepherd us, to guide us, and to just really have his hand over us. But we have to let him. And when you let him, I promise you that you will feel a sense of calm and ease and peace and happiness that you've never felt before. What would you say, friend? Yeah, that's one thing I really had to deal with personally is just surrendering. Um, because I'm in my, my personality is I like to control situations. So I had to learn that with God, he is in control of everything. He is the one who can fight and he is the one who actually can do something about the battle that you are in. So I think that it's not necessarily about what you're going through, but it's about you surrendering to God and saying, I trust you to deal with this. I can't deal with this. You deal with it type of mentality because that's what he wants you to do. Now for me, it's the stay calm part for me because I just ain't that calm when something is going down and I just be frantic and God be like, girl. So, um, But honestly, once you surrender and you're saying, God, you handle it, you handle it, you handle it and don't be giving God advice on it. Well, this is how you can handle it. No, he got you. Um, but it's all, right. it all comes back to the test and faith of our faith because God knew that battle was going to come. So it's about what we're going to do in the midst of, uh, of it. And I would rather trust the person that knows my future than trust myself when I have no idea what's, what's going to happen tomorrow. So right. um, I would that's all I would say for that. Right. Well, if there's nothing else, congregation, we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes and go on out in prayer. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, just sway. Um, <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble we and how. Thanking you for every person that has assembled to listen to this podcast. We pray that you would cover them. We pray that you would keep them. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would fight their battles for them. We pray, Lord Jesus, that they would just have a mustard seed of faith, that you would protect them and guide them. And even if we don't, they don't, Lord Jesus, we're coming to them on their behalf. We pray, Lord Jesus, that during this holiday season, that you will provide for them, that you will protect them, that you will lead and guide them. We pray that they are safe. We pray that they are healthy. And we pray that they have everything that they need to survive and to thrive. We pray, Lord Jesus, they have any worries, if they have any sadness, Lord Jesus, that you would fill them up and that you would just cover them and keep them, Lord Jesus. We pray for anybody that's dealing with loss, Lord Jesus. We can't imagine what they're going through and we won't say we know how we, they feel, but we pray that you would cover them. We pray that they would keep them. We pray that you would know, they would know that they are loved, that we are praying for them when they were rooting for them. We're praying for anybody that is battling depression during this holiday season, Lord Jesus. Please remind them that they matter. Please remind them that they are loved. Please remind them that they have a purpose, Lord Jesus, and that they were sent here 
for a mission that only they can complete, Lord Jesus. We we pray, Lord Jesus, for anybody that has, the, for people to have the desires of their heart. We just pray, Lord Jesus, in this holiday season that everybody will be loved, everybody will be covered, and that if somebody is listening to this podcast and we didn't pray for specifically what they need, we pray that you would bless them. We pray that you would answer their prayers, and we pray that this is their confirmation, confirmation that everything is going to be okay, that things will get better, and that it ain't over to the fat person things. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. I don't know why I said that last part, but <laughs> whatever.